of Christ. Um, and today we're going to start in the book of Second John. Second John is where we're going to begin. Second John, the book of in the New Testament, the book of Second John. But to bring us up to speed, um, we we talked on Wednesday about the doctrine of Christ. And because we are living in the last days, and all we have to do is look around and we can see everything that's happening. I asked the Lord a question, and and I have to say that on Wednesday, Minister Tom brought confirmation uh, to the text that uh, we did on Wednesday, and we did not um, we did not speak to one another in in regards of what the Lord had placed on our heart, but the Spirit had done that, and I, I I had asked God the question, and it was in regards to uh, during the time of Jesus, he had the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Uh, but when we look in our today's society, uh, and in the book of Revelations, chapter number 2, we are dealing with the Nicolaitans, uh, and uh, their doctrines are totally different. So on, on Wednesday, we talked about how the Pharisees was considered like the, the middle class uh, uh, in our today's society. And the Sadducees were more or less like the upper class. And the doctrine and the teachings that they had, um, when, you, when you came down to the, to the Pharisees, now when they went through the marketplace and all this, and they wanted people to take note of them. And they were noted for their long prayers and, and, and their attire. And so what they would do is they would bend down and, and uh, 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 to the point where you could almost see the, the bones and, and their back. So it was get the attention of the people that was present. And so if they met someone and they was in the process of praying, uh, they would immediately stop. And so, and, and then Jesus had a problem with them, though. Christ had a problem with, with, with the, the Pharisees. I mean, in one place, he said that they would circle the land and the sea just to make a convert. And then when they finished making that person changed over to Christianity, that they were two-fold time the devil of hell than they were. So and I also said that it's kind of hard. I don't think we would be able to handle Jesus in our today's society because Jesus would just direct and blunt. And he called a spade a spade. There was no middle ground, nothing. He just said exactly how it was. But, but, but these Pharisees, I mean, they was that religious sect. And so uh, and not only were they that religious sect, and they were able to connect with the people uh, of the middle class because it was more of them. But when you got that, uh, um, that 1%, the, the Sadducees, as we were called today, Jesus had a problem with them too because they were more or less like in the political arena. They were dealing more so with government. So then I said, okay, Lord, help me to understand, understand about where we are today because if we're not careful, and the Bible says that if it be possible that the very elect could be fooled. So when I looked in the book of Revelations in, in, in chapter number 2, it talked about the Nicolaitans that they did a, a gospel of compromise. Uh, right now we are in that era where there is compromise. But Jesus says this, and we're going to Second John uh, chapter number 1. Second John and chapter, uh, chapter number 1, it's only one chapter, and Second John, the second epistle of, of John. Not St. John, but John. We're dealing with with uh, Second John, Amen, Amen. 
as we're dealing with uh, Second John, and we're going to begin reading at uh, verse number 8. I didn't include 8, but I'm going to include verse number 8 now. 8 says, Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have walked, but what we receive, but that we receive a full reward. Now, verse number 9 says, Whosoever transgresseth and abide not in what? The doctoring of who? Christ. See, there are all kind of doctrines that are out there. It's all kind of doctrines. You see, the Pharisees had their doctrines. The Sadducees had their doctrine. And, and uh, then we go to the book of uh, uh, Revelation, and there was that doctrine of compromise. So even today, we have all kind of teachings. That's why if it comes with anybody teaching anything else besides what Christ taught, make sure we do not listen. Amen? Because we're living in the last days. Now, he says, Whosoever transgresses and abideth, abideth not, does not live or dwell in the doctrine of Christ, he says they do not have God. That's scary. If you don't abide in the doctrine of Christ, they're coming up with something else. First thing God said, listen, they don't have me. They don't know me. Because if they knew me, they would be teaching the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Then he says, he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and and the Son. Verse 10 says, If there come, here we go, If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, talking about the doctrine of Christ, he says, Receive him not into your what? Into your house, neither bid him God speed. Bless those folk that go around and try to get folk to come to Jesus Christ. However, if they are not bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of God says, don't even invite them in. Some of us say, well, well they come to my door and it's not, be, not, not polite or politically correct. Can I say that? Uh, polite to, to invite, not invite those people in that got the watchtower and all that kind of stuff that comes to your house. Now, according to the word of God, he said, they're not teaching Jesus Christ or the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It says, we are not to bring them even into our home. And not, not only uh, do not bring them into the, uh, to our home, but he says, don't bid them Godspeed. In other words, don't release a blessing on them. Amen? Because they're teaching something contrary to what the doctrine of Christ says. And not only that, but we got all kind of stuff that's going on within our nation today. Going on, I think uh, last Sunday Dr. Malley talked about it, and uh, we briefly talked about it on Wednesday, how in some areas, especially now I think in Mecklenburg uh, County, especially in North Carolina, they're trying to do away with calling your child a, a girl or calling them a boy and having them identified by some type of unicorn. And if you look at the poster that they have, there is that half moon of that rainbow symbol which represents the LGBT community. Amen. So that's why we've got to be wise. And even in the school system, they're also trying to get that satanic uh, worship or uh, teachings into the school system. And that's not way off. That's here. Amen. That is here. So we have to be very, very careful in the doctoring and the teachings, not only do we receive, but the things that our children receive as well. Now, let's go to Revelations chapter number 2. Revelations chapter number 2.
Because when we talk about, Jesus says also in Romans 16, he tells us to mark them which causes division and, uh, and have offenses and, do, and they are contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. He says also to avoid them. He said avoid those people that deal uh, with doctrines that's contrary to what you've been taught. Now, Revelations chapter number 2. Now, we're living in the last days. The Revelation is that last, that last book that, that God reveals to John on, on the Isle of Palamas. But he deals with, I want to deal with chapter number 2 here. Chapter number 2. Because this is where we are. It talks about in the beginning, it talks about the, the church of Ephesus. And he, he began to talk about that he knew about their works and, and, and how they didn't put up with certain kind of folk. Uh, then he also tells them that they had left their first love. Now, he tells them to remember where they've fallen from. They've got to repent. One thing I can say about America, America needs to repent. Amen. Can't speak for the rest of the world, but I can speak for the nation that we live in, that, that America needs to repent and turn because they have moved away from God. Amen. Amen. When they take on all these other different religions and all these other doctrines, then they're no longer under that umbrella of God. Now, verse number 6 says this in chapter number 2 in Revelations. Uh, verse number 6 in Revelations chapter number 2. It says, But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, the word Nicolaitans, that word there means, it means to conquer or subdue the people. In other words, it says it's a doctrine of compromise. See, this particular doctrine is out here now. What it's trying to do is conquer and subdue, take over the mindset of the people. And if we look around, and, and even if we talk to some of our families and some of our friends, they are caught up in a doctrine of compromise. And see, what the, the, this doctrine was teaching and is teaching now is saying that it's okay to have one foot in both worlds. No. Yeah. If anybody comes teaching any other kind of doctrine besides what Christ has said, no, you cannot, we cannot, I cannot, we cannot teach that it's okay to put one foot in the world, amen, and the other foot we're going to put in the church. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. What, did, what did they say? Uh, what did Joshua say? Uh, choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Either we're going to serve God or we're going to serve Satan. So, if, if, I mean, why, why go to hell on, in, in a spirit of compromising? You have to make a choice. Either I'm going to heaven with God and God's people, or I'm going to hell with the rest of the folk. Amen? Because I'm operating in compromise. So, the Satan is trying his best to, to conquer the people. He, he's sending out everything. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And even though there is violence, let me, let me give us a, 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 a clue here, let me, something we need to listen to. Now, even though there's a lot of violence going on, and even there's a lot of chaos, Satan is slowly easing his stuff in very quietly. Very quietly. And see, the reason why he's, 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 on the back, he's on the backbone of that, as long as we can keep our mind and our eyes and focus on all this other stuff and be distracted, we can keep, that, we can keep our eyes off of him. And he's trying to bring in his agenda. He's trying to bring in, and he's doing a good job. Because, see, when it can, comes down to the school system, because they have the, the good news club in the school system, and because it's with government and stuff, then they have to allow anybody else to bring in whatever they want to bring. 
And see, and that's the sad part because see, what Satan does, he wakes and he lies back until the right opportunity. All of a sudden, it's no more, you know, marriage between man and woman. Hey, you can marry anybody now. Huh. Compromise. We got to see where we are. See, that's why it's so important the Lord says we have to be able to share and teach the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. I want to kind of stay close to my, to my word today. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. 2 Corinthians. Give us a moment to get there because we're talking about uh, the doctrine of Christ. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 14. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, beginning reading at verse number 14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with who? Unbelievers. In other words, don't be hooked up. To be yoked, I mean, you in, you're connected with it, okay? The Bible says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what, uh, what communion hath light with darkness? That, there's nothing, nothing there that uh, uh, comprehends. It does, not, it does not go together. Darkness and light cannot mix. Amen. Then it says at verse 15, And what concord ha has Christ with uh, Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Let me say something too that's interesting. It, I, I never, it never fazed me. I didn't think about it until, uh, you know, the, the Bible tells us don't make any kind of graven images. You know how the Bible talks about not making graven images? Well, this week and, and, and last week I've been watching, been watching the, the Olympics. And if you know, when it first comes on, they've got this huge statue of Jesus Christ sitting up on top of the hill. Christ said, don't make no image. That's image. Even though they're doing some great things, but we have to be careful because there is no, according to the word of God, it, there is no agreement uh, with the temple of God with idols. Then he tells us we are the temple. He dwells and he walks within us. Now, verse 17 says, watch what God says here. Remember the first part of that verse, it says, be not uh, equally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, verse 17 says, wherefore, Come out from where among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Wow. He says, come out from among them. I mean, we can witness to the unbeliever, we can witness to the unsaved, but we can't hang out with the unsaved. Amen. That's just, oh, oh, Lord. That's just like uh, married people hanging out with single folk. Now, I, that was not in my notes. The Holy Ghost just brought that. I don't know why. But when it comes down to marriage, marriage people that are married 
have different, how do I put this? Different ways of, of carrying out their life versus people that are single. Now, a single person can hang out as long as they want to. Amen. They can go wherever they want to go. Amen. I mean, I mean, they got no ties. They got nothing that ties them to anybody, right? But when it comes down to being married and you got a mate, amen, well, when it comes down to that situation, you know, the man nor the woman has no business hanging out all hours of the night. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Because, see, when it comes down to a single person, she can wash her clothes anytime. She can cook anytime. She can eat out. But when it comes down to a married person, then somebody's got to do some cooking. Amen? It's a whole different ball game. All I'm doing is giving you what the words say. Amen? So we have to be careful on that because, see, somebody, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Somebody's going to influence somebody, right? And if we're not strong enough, then we will be influenced. Amen? And then we wonder how do we get there. Amen? Oh, I heard that too. In the wrong bed. Amen. I, 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 all I know is what the Holy Spirit is dropping. All I can do is just drop what he drops. Amen. Now, let's go to St. Mark, chapter number 1. I, I felt like somebody said, move on. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But the Holy Ghost just dropped what he wants to drop. I'm, I'm just crazy enough to follow him. St. Mark, chapter number 1. St. Mark, chapter number 1. We're talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. St. Mark, chapter number 1. And that where it says, St. Mark chapter number 1. St. Mark chapter number 1. Looking at verse number 21. St. Mark chapter number 1. Looking at verse number 21. Now, verse 21 says, because Jesus here, he, he, he says, called his disciples, and, 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 and they were fishing, and, and you know, he called them to join him. And then verse 21 says, And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and he taught. Now, the word Capernaum, it means the field of repentance. So he goes to this place, and God always gives us the opportunity to repent. Okay? Now, verse number 22 says this, And they were astonished at his doctoring. For he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. When, when it comes down to the doctrine of Christ, it's the teachings is one that's taught with authority. You know, he, he teaches, teaches with authority. Because, see, when Jesus began to teach the Word, I mean, people began to question what he was saying. You see, when it comes down to the doctrine of Jesus Christ, we've got to be willing and we're going to be different. It says... He was different because he taught with authority, not as the scribes. In other words, those scribes were those dictators of the law, the writers of the law. So you will see a difference in the teaching of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen? So that is one of the things you're going to put your ear to. There is, there is a different teaching, a different sound, a different understanding when it comes to the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Now, let's move over to St. Luke chapter number 4. Let's move to St. Luke chapter number 4 because we want to uh, give us uh, signs about the doctrine of Jesus Christ because we're going to need it nowadays. We need it now because what's out there now is the doctrine of compromise. Amen? 
that because Revelation is the last book of the Bible, and we're in that era right now. Amen. St. Luke chapter number 4. Amen. Are we there? Verse number 32. And this is something else you'll find when it comes down to the doctrine of Christ. Verse number 32 says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with what? With power. See, the doctrine of Jesus Christ comes with power. And that's why you see a lot of powerless Christians. Anybody seen any? Powerless Christians because they're teaching the wrong doctrine. See, the doctrine of Jesus Christ comes with power. That's why a lot of times when, 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 when many of you begin to witness and minister to other people and you begin to talk about the things that you've learned, they, they find it strange. They look at you like, where you get all that from? You, you're, so, you're so in depth. It's because you're teaching the doctrine of Jesus Christ. You're not teaching about rolling on the floor and jumping up, hooping and hollering and all that mess because you fall down a devil and you'll get up a devil. There's no change. But when it comes to the doctrine of Jesus Christ and the power that is behind the doctrine of Jesus Christ, there is no way you can sit up under the Word and not be changed. Amen? If you got your heart open. Amen. If you got your heart open. Now, let's go to St. John chapter number 7. St. John chapter number 7. We're talking about uh, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Very important. St. John chapter 7. Is that what I said? St. John chapter number 7. And we're going to begin reading uh, at verse number 14. St. John Chapter number 7, because we're talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. The doctrine of Jesus Christ. This is where we have to be. This is what we have to release. This is what we have to uh, uh, decree and declare to everybody. The doctrine of Jesus Christ. Now, St. John chapter number 7. We know it comes with authority. We know it comes with power. Now, look at verse number 14. It says, Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and he taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never what? Learned. Now, when it comes down to the doctrine of Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. You don't have to have a Ph.D. (laughs) You don't have to have a Ph.D. when it comes down to the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen. It says, They marveled. You know, it's just like sometimes, I don't know if many of you ever... uh, um, I've been in a conversation with other, other people, other leaders, other ministers or whatever, and they are amazed at what you, what's coming out of your mouth, especially scriptural, because they feel like you're not supposed to know this stuff, you know, unless you got some, 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 some uh, alphabets behind your name. Amen. But no, when it comes down to the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and if Christ dwells on the inside of you, that word is so profound that people will be in amazement. Because, well, what school did you go to? The school of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Amen. Because you have to put your time in. You have to put your time in. So the Bible says they were amazed. Now look at verse number 16. Verse 16 says, Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not what? Mine, but his that sent me. So it's not a made-up doctrine as we go along. 
Amen. It's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. All we're doing is repeating what the Father has already said. Amen. Now, so, so it's very important. We've got to understand that. Then he says, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. If any man does the will of God, we will know whether or not what somebody else is speaking, whether or not it's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. We'll know that. Why? Because we will already know about the doctrine of Jesus Christ because we'll already know about what the Word says. Amen? It's, it's, it's just so it's self-explanatory. And then verse 18 says, He that speaketh, watch this, He that speaketh of himself seeketh what? His own glory. He that speaketh about himself I wonder how many self-proclaimed Jesuses we got out here. <laughs> Quite a few. Amen. And they're looking for glory. Amen. They, 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 they're looking for the highlight, the limelight. No. The person that's supposed to be exalted, Jesus says that if he be exalted, then he said all men, he can draw all men unto him. See, a lot of time when the drawing is not taking place, it's because the wrong person is being lifted. Amen. A lot of times we can we lift pastors, we 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 lift uh, some great person that we think is great. No, our job and the doctrine of Jesus Christ is about lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. Whenever our name becomes more important than the name of Jesus, we got a problem. We have a problem. We have a serious problem. And so often that is what's going on now. I, it bothers me every time I hear it. I hear, oh, my past is so great. My past is this. My Listen, what about Jesus Christ, who is the chief shepherd? See, that's the one we have to lift up. Amen? Amen. That, that's who we have to lift up. Then the Bible says, he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that seeketh his, his glory that said him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. That let me know that when we, seek, when we are putting up our name, that means we're not filled with the righteousness of God. Amen. Because what we're doing, we're highlighting us. We're highlighting self. And that's not the doctrine of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be promoting Jesus. Amen. We're in the last days. I mean, and that's why it's so important we begin to teach and tell people about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. If it's contrary to the Word of God, then we're not to receive it. Amen? I understand now we're living in an era of, of compromise. We're living in an era. People are compromising. Oh, Holy Ghost, I hear. Church folks are compromising everywhere. They're compromising with everything that goes along in the world. No, it's not of God. It's not of God. So we cannot compromise. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. This is, this is what's happening. <laughs> this is when we're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. This is what's happening. Second Timothy, over there, chapter number four. Begin, we're going to begin reading uh, at verse number two. Verse two says, Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove. Most people do not like to reprove or they don't want to be reproved. 
rebuke. They don't like that either because they don't feel good to our flesh, right? Then he says exhort, which means to build up. We don't do a whole lot of that. Uh, exhort with all long-suffering and what? Doctoring. Now watch verse number 3. Here, this is the time and the era that, that now we're in. He says, for the time will come when they will what? Not endure. What kind of doctrine? Sound doctrine. People want to do their own thing. They will, the Bible says they will not endure sound doctrine. Words, don't tell me. I don't want to know about that stuff. They're just too religious. You should be an overly religious. I should be able to, to have a little fun sometime. Well, yeah, you can have some fun, but make sure it's, it's in righteousness. Amen. You, you can't, like I said, the, the doctrine of the Neolikians, what happened in that day in the book of Revelation, it's a doctrine of compromise. And when you start operating a doctrine of compromise and your flesh wants to do one thing, then you're going to compromise with whatever anybody tell you. Hey, can we get real in the house? Amen. We can, be, we can be real. Amen. Because this is not time to sugarcoat the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because, see, so often we sugarcoat, it, sugarcoat the gospel of Jesus Christ and we see people lose their lives. As we were talking this morning uh, in, in the vehicle, there are so many young people that are dying. There are so many dying. And the, prayer, the request comes for prayer is after the person is dead. What's, how, what's going on with these parents out here or wherever they're staying? You know, they need to begin to, not only don't just send your child, but you need to come too. Because at the end of the day, when the stuff hits the fan, when it hits the fan, what's going to happen? Everybody's going to be out there. Somebody's got to have some, something, some idea of what they need to do and what not to take. Amen? Because that mark of the beast is going to happen. Now, I don't know exactly how that mark of the beast is going to come along. But I, what I do know is this. Whatever it is, it's going to try to make you, in order to buy and sell, to, to receive anything, you're going to have to uh, go along with what somebody is saying. You're going to have to take that mark. When they start talking about putting, um, uh, 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 what do you call them little uh, gadgets up on your skin? Chips. When they start talking about putting chips under your skin for your medical record, you got to, we got to begin to understand what is really going on here. You know, or all of a sudden you you got you you know I understand what they're saying too about when it comes down to your debit card because there's so much hacking going on. No, they won't put this little chip in there. Well, they got that in there too. So we got to really be watching what's really going on because the enemy is slowly moving his way, and we're heading we're in that era of the Book of Revelation. We can't. I don't know why folks are so scared of it. Maybe because we're scared of the truth, or it could be we're scared about the way we're living. So we can't, ha thank you baby, we can't handle the truth. But right now it is the time to set our nasty flesh down and begin to handle the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Christ, Christ didn't make no beans about, Christ did not, Christ didn't compromise. He went in the church and whooped them leaders out. He went in there, they were buying and selling in the temple. Oh, buying and selling in the temple. How much buying and selling in the temple do we do? Jesus went and whooped them. So you have made my you have made my house of prayer a den of thieves, ill-gotten gain. When does it come to you got to sell the gospel? 
And I said to Dr. Mayer, I said, William, the people have to be careful even now, even with the disaster of Louisiana. I said, how many people out there scamming? And, it's not, and their heart is not pure. So you have to be very, very, very careful. Very careful. Very careful. Now, it, 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 and let me get back to the scripture. It says, verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own what? Lust. That's that flesh. And y'all sure are getting mighty quiet. Amen. <laughs> okay. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves. What are they heaping? Teachers having what? Itching ears. They don't want just one teacher. They want a whole lot of teachers. So if one don't cover what they won't cover, then maybe the next one will. Amen. To satisfy flesh. Amen. Because in the book of Jeremiah, and I'm, I'm, I'll give you the, the scripture, but I've written it down here. Jeremiah 3 and verse 15 says, this is what Jesus says. He said, uh, God says, he said, I will give you pastors and teachers according to mine heart, which shall feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. God says, I will give you teachers. I will give you teachers according to his heart that will feed you uh, with knowledge and understanding. If you're in a church, if you're going somewhere, and you're sitting down, and if you don't leave out there knowing something different, you just didn't get no knowledge, no understanding. Because every time you go to church, you want to learn something different. Amen? There should be something new. Amen? No matter how old you get, I don't care how much you study, it's always something you did not know. I didn't know that, that when I began, until I began to search about it, how in the Pharisee, how the Pharisees is almost like the, the, the middle class, considered as the middle class, and, and, and how the, the Sadducees was that, like that 1%. So we got 1%, we, got, we almost got a middle class. You know, it's about drifted away. Amen? So, and, and, they, and they were the religious folk. They were the church folk. And then when I really went down over here in Revelation and began to look at that doctrine, because we have to begin to search the scriptures and see what God is saying. He said, now what's going to be coming is a doctrine of compromise. We are right in that era right now where we're compromising with that type of doctrine. It's okay to do it. God has got God's grace. He can forgive you. But after a while, it's going to run out. Amen. Not that God's grace doesn't run out, but our timing to do what we're doing, it's going to run out. The doctrine of compromise, no. We've got to call a spade a spade. Listen, I always say to folks, listen, if you see me doing something, please tell me. Because sooner or later, either one or two things happen. Either I know it and I've gone over the Holy Spirit. We know when we do something. I guess we do. I honor, don't you know when you do something wrong, right? Amen. Jasmine, she knows when she does something wrong. You too, don't you don't, Thomas. You know when you do something wrong, right? Now, if children know when they do something wrong, J.J., ain't that right? When, if children know when they do something wrong, but what about us adults? Do you think that, that we don't know when we're doing something wrong? So, so the thing is, we've got to understand now, so it's so important. We, we, we have to understand what, at what time we are living in. And we are living in that era where there's a doctrine of compromise. Doctrine of compromise. Now, going back to 2 Timothy, uh, and, and it talks about having these teachers, you know, with itching ears. You want somebody to tell you something that's going to just, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Tell me something that will justify my flesh. 
Because, you know, in my mind, I know what I want to do. I just need somebody else to agree with me. Amen. I just need somebody else to agree with me. I know what I want to do, but I just need somebody to agree with me. Amen. That's that doctrine of compromise. See, you can't do that. See, you're looking for teachers. This is what the Bible says in verse number 4. All I'm doing is talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. This is what Christ says here. Verse 4 says, And they shall turn away their ears from what? The truth. People don't want to hear the truth no more. They don't want to hear the truth. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Well, if the truth supposed to hurt our feelings, because we're trying to kill flesh. Amen? Wow. Okay. Now it says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Now, fables are them storytellers. You know, it's unprofitable. You know, you know it's, it's to no avail. It's beneficial. Amen? Because, it, 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 listen, there's nowhere in this book that says every time we stand up here that we're supposed to be teaching a feel-good message. You're going to get your stuff. Just put 50 or $100 in bowl. You know, you're going to get your stuff. You know, it's okay. You know, you're going to get it. God loves you. God's going to bless you. But, baby, let me hear you tell you, God don't bless no mess. Not my mess, nor your mess, not the world's mess. Amen. Why do you think that we are having all this, this, this chaoticness within the creation? Look, look, look at creation. I mean, a fires everywhere that they, even they're looking at the fact, that, oh, they have never ever witnessed anything like this. That, that gets 82,000 people displaced. I mean, floods in Louisiana. I mean, rain. I'm not talking about how the, when the water, when the water, um, the, the rivers and, and, and the lakes, they overflow. But all that stuff come from all that rain still coming, still coming, still coming in such a short amount of time. And I thought to myself, I said, now, Lord, wait a minute. I said, God, if it does that kind of damage in that short amount of time in that, in that particular state, I can't even begin to imagine how it was with 40 days and 40 nights of rain. I, 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 my mind can't even comprehend that. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I, I, when I, when I'm, I'm thinking, oh, God, that's so devastating. But Jesus said, you looked at what I did because of sin. He said, I let it rain for 40 days and 40 nights, not just coming over your housetop, but over top of the trees until he wiped everything out and started all over again. That's scary. That's scary. Only eight lives at that time were saved. God started. He said, I can start over again. At any given time, I'm like, Lord, help us, God. Help us, help us, help us, help us, Lord. Now, let's go to Galatians chapter, I believe it's Galatians, I can't read my right. Galatians chapter 1, I'm, I'm going to finish with this and I won't go on to the, Galatians chapter number 1. I think it's Galatians, if I can read my own writing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter number 1. Galatians. Thank you, Lord. Chapter number 1. Yes, this will be the last. Galatians chapter number 1. We're still in the New Testament. We're talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. The doctrine of Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter number 1. Looking at verse number 6. Are we there? It says, Paul is writing because see, he's, he's taught these people better. Okay? And verse number 6 says, I marvel that ye are so soon 
removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Then verse 7 says, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would do what? Pervert the gospel of Christ. In other words, they're trying to change the truth. They're, they're trying to distort the gospel of Jesus Christ. They want to misinterpret. Oh, I, I, I didn't get that, that understanding from the word. I, 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 that, that's not what I got. Well, we, if we have the same Holy Spirit, we should be getting the same thing. Amen. Amen. So when, that's where we get all these different interpretations from because we're living, listening to too many spirits. Amen. Because when it comes down to everybody that got something different, and, and, and Paul even dealt with that. He said, everybody can't be doing all that. Everybody can't have no doctrine now, all those different languages speaking. Oh, no. He said, sit yourself down, is what Paul told him. Well, we couldn't handle those apostles in our day. They were bad. I mean, when I said bad, I mean that word bad in a good way. Because they were just changing just like it is. And that's what's wrong today. We don't speak up the truth enough to say what's right and what's wrong. We want to go to that doctrine of compromise. But then the people are perverting the gospel. I mean, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay humble. I'm gonna watch the, I'm gonna watch the TV and I'm gonna watch the, I'm gonna watch the word on the, on, 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 on TV. But, but, but God said, don't forget to assemble yourselves together. What you gonna do with the word? He said, so many already have. It's in the book. See, if we have a question, all we got to do is go to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. All we have to do is go to the gospel. It's just, just mm, it's, it's too much. Now, 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 okay. All right, now, verse number 8, Galatians 1, verse 8 says, But though we, whether it be me, whether it be Dr. Manley, whether it be Minister Tom, whether it be Minister Marcellette, or any leaders within the household, amen, and all, and all those coming to be uh, called out to be ministers of God. He says this, But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now, that word accursed, that means doomed to destruction. And that is scary. If you preach any other thing that's contrary to the, to the word of God, God says, you know, you're doomed to destruction. So that makes me too scared to preach something that ain't right. Amen. Especially when you, that's right, should. Especially when you get in the book and you see it. See, the thing is, we are held accountable when we hear and, and, and what the Word of God says and when we literally see what the Word of God says. We are held accountable. He said, then he says in verse number 9, he says, as we said before, he emphasizes it again because somebody didn't hear. So say I now, uh, what? Again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received. In other words, you've got it. You've heard it. He said, let them be accursed. I mean, you set up or you're doomed for destruction and damnation. And this is what Paul says in verse 10. He says, for, for do I now persuade men or do I persuade God? Or do I seek to please men? This is the problem. Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. 
That's scary. When we become men pleasers, God said, you're not my servant because you're serving man. Men pleasers. He said, uh-uh. He says in verse 12, for I neither received it of man. He's talking about this gospel. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the what? Revelation of Jesus Christ. See, when you sit down and God begins to, to take this word with you and, and he begins to drop those revelations, God will begin to speak just like he did with Paul. See, this is how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is and the doctrine of Jesus Christ. In this latter time, when we hit that end, end, end the end time, the really the end time, God is going, in Revelation chapter number 14, he is going to send an angel. It's what the book says. Let me, let me show you. So you won't think I'm making up something. Revelations. Revelation chapter, let me see if I can find it. I think it's Revelation chapter number 14. Let's see. Revelation chapter, yeah. Revelation chapter number 14. Amen. This is how important and this is how serious God takes the teaching of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Revelation 14, verse number 6, and this is the last scripture. Verse 6 says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the what? Everlasting gospel to do what? Preach unto them that dwell where? On the earth and to every nation, every kindred, and every tongue, and every people. So there will not be any excuse. God said, you can't hear man. My messengers, he's almost an angel. And angels don't look like us. They do not look at us. It's going to be a scary time. When them angels are going to begin to preach that gospel. Because he says, God says, I'm not going to let you say I'm unfair to anybody. He says, I'm going to send it even to those that are remaining here. He says, I, I, I'm going to send that gospel so they still can have that chance. He says, that's how merciful I am. But we're talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. This is a doctrine that has to be preached, taught, shared in this final day. It's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Nothing is. Can't compromise. I don't care how good it sounds, you cannot compromise. Can't compromise. Can't do it. Because then we, we, we set our own self up for destruction. You know what? As we study the Word of God and as we preach the Word of God, hmm, we all get cut by the Word of God. Amen? We all get cut by the Word of God. Ain't, ain't nobody exempt. Nobody exempt. So we have to teach and preach the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Because we are in the last day. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. We thank and praise God for his word. Whew. Are we all right? <laughs> I just have to ask that question. Are we all right? Because, you know, for a moment that we got kind of quiet. You know, ain't true. They said there's a couple of times they won't endure sound doctrine. They won't hear the truth. Amen. Uh, there's a couple of things we, we need to do. Uh, I'd like to ask how many people want CDs so I can have... Uh, um, Jalen to be making CDs. All right.